I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is episode 40 of the Art Scanning Podcast with Big Bernardo and Mercy Hayes. How to properly format a script with special guests, Drea and What's up, everybody? Hello. Uh, I am Dean Victor Vernado. I forgot to put the Dean in front of my name, but trust me, it's there. Uh, also, here we have our deputy headmistress, Roxy Hayes. That's me. Hi, everybody. Roxy Hayes, we're so happy to have you here. It's going to be such a good time. And also, please put your hands together if you've got them for Drea Bowles. Uh, a very special guest who is a producer, writer, comedian, extraordinaire, so many things she's done. Um, and we're going to talk about two things today, but right now let's talk about the first thing, which is how to format a screenplay. Well, this is actually not that hard to figure out how to format a screenplay. Uh, you can actually just Google how to format a screenplay and people will list specifically how the format goes down. But I do want to talk about very quickly what are the five main parts of a screenplay format. And then uh, we're going to talk about what those parts do and what to watch out for uh, when you're putting your script together. And then lastly, the difference between a screenplay format for a spec script and a screenplay format for a shooting script. All right. That's what we're going to be talking about. And so let's go. There are five main parts of a screenplay. The five main parts of a screenplay are the slug line, which is the the slug line is a line which d usually describes where the scene is taking place. Uh, the action, which is usually a description of the action that is happening. The character name, which is pretty self-explanatory, which is the name of the character. Dialogue, which again, very self-explanatory. And parentheticals, also sometimes called Riley's. You'll know why as soon as we get to describing that more completely. All right? So let's start at the very top with the different parts of the screenplay, the slug line. First of all, the slug line usually starts out with INT or INT period or EXT period, meaning interior or exterior. Uh, also, the slug line is all in caps. Then it is followed by a description of the location. Matilda's house is an example of the location or the cliff, if that were a location in your movie. Uh, then usually a hyphen, then a description of when the scene is happening like morning, night, uh, day, uh, evening, dusk. Then uh, there are times when it is not a description of the time, but a description of how it relates to scenes previously. For instance, instead of night or day, it could say continuous, which means <clears throat> that 
the scene continues directly after the scene that happened before it. Uh, next up, it could also say later. Like, for instance, if a scene happens sometime later after the scene before it, you might put later in the time slot of the slug line. Uh, these, this is funny because for me, and I realize a lot of people don't know this, and I'm sorry for sounding like I'm talking to a fourth grader when I'm saying it, but there was a time when I had to learn the exact same thing. And so I get it. This was a request. I totally understand. So I'm just going to go through this. I totally yep. get it. I was actually going to chime in here and yes, and what you're saying and give mm -hmm. a little description of like why a slug line is needed because I feel um, for new writers, this can kind of just click in your mind. Really what that's what this slug line is, is a, is a communication tool to every single department who is going to read your script. So if you're like the location scout, you're going through, you're only looking for the exterior scenes today. You know, like you're trying, you know, it's, it's all, all those little details. It's really not just to art. You want to articulate your story really well, obviously, but then also the reason it's in caps, the reason there's all these very specific things is because they have to, you know, the lighting department has to make sure that they light this continuously from the next scene and that they don't move the lighting because it's the same time, you know, things like that. And then once you're like, oh, it's so other people know how to do their jobs, then it just kind of becomes second nature, you know? You yeah, start thinking about like, how's the, how's the wardrobe department gonna read this, you know? Yeah, there's a, actually a couple of things that we're going to talk about, especially when talking about a shooting script versus a spec script. By the way, the difference is a spec script, you're trying to usually uh, either communicate your idea or show people that you're a good writer with your spec script. But with a shooting script, often things are formatted even a little bit differently than the spec script because it is about communication. For instance, you, you uh, sometimes will highlight specific props or you highlight sound effects by by when they appear in the action they might be capitalized that's an example of things that happen in a shooting script versus a spec script and we'll get a little bit more to that later uh let's talk about the action line action lines are a description of what is happening in the script now action lines first of all they are always in present tense that's a thing that you should remember because if you're writing, if you're coming from a narrative writing background, you may always write in past tense, but in a script, mostly it's in present tense. Sometimes, uh, sometimes people will go back and forth, but that's usually for, thank you. That's usually for a more experienced writer. But if you want to make sure you get it right, make your action lines in press present tense. Uh, Something that happens in spec scripts sometimes, uh, but always in a shooting script, is the first time that a character appears, often their name is capitalized. Uh, if, when, if, if the first time the character appears, you're um, writing, writing them in the action. Like if a character, if you're saying uh, Greg walks in, then Greg might capitalize if they haven't appeared in the script up until that point. Uh, also, sound effects might be capitalized or specific props might be capitalized, but that's in a shooting script. Okay, but action, basically, straight up description of what is happening next. Yes, you have something? Yeah, and I'll, I'll, chime in about, I'll chime in about making it present tense. It's like, yes, there are you know exceptions for every rule, but when you get to the end of your script and it's too many pages and you need to cut down pages, you know, I can't tell you how many... 
um, kind of like first time writers, I'm like, hey, if you just make this present tense, you're going to save like five pages of your script. You know, it really does take up a lot of space, too. It's like really concise communication. You know, it's a it's a commute. You're communicating and you don't want to bore people, but don't mm -hmm. you don't want to spending their time there. You want them flowing. It's all about keeping the flow going. Oh, absolutely. That's actually one more thing I want to talk about at the end of this, which is stylistic choices in your script. Mm, yeah. Uh, where, oh, we were just talking about characters, uh, or character names. That's the next part we're going to talk about. Character names, very okay. easy. First of all, it's the name of the character capitalized. All right. Now, mm. the uh, we're going to talk about formatting a little bit later, too but the character names are capitalized. People often say that the character names are centered. That's actually not true. They're a certain number of inches away from the left margin of the page, but based on that margin, they're actually left, uh, they are left aligned. They're not actually centered. So when people throw out that this is centered or that is centered, it's usually not the case. The reason being is because because screenplays originally were written on typewriters. And so they mm -hmm. came up with specific po specific points where things were supposed to happen. Everybody did it the same uh, and it became standardized. So people who say centered, it's not true. It's not centered. You couldn't center with a typewriter unless you had tons of whiteout and time. <laughs> uh, next to the character names often appearing in parentheses, uh, sometimes will be descriptions of where that character's voice is coming from. Usually it's OS or VO. OS stands for off-screen, VO stands for voiceover. People will use them interchangeably. That's wrong. Uh, actually, OS is for if a character is in the scene but not visible. Uh, VO is voiceover, meaning the character's not in the scene and the voiceover could be uh, actually audio taken from a different scene where a character is speaking about something or just a disembodied voice on top. Although sometimes that is also called narration. But yeah, OS means for off screen, VO stands for voiceover. Yeah, OS is great for when you're gonna have a character reveal in the scene, you know, like you hear them and then they turn and they look and there it is, you know. Um, and and actually that one little thing, Victor, I'm curious your opinion because yep. I've seen it go, I've seen it go both ways. Like in my scripts, I want that to be a surprise. So I'll put like male voice OS, and then when I show him, then I'll put like Charles, right? Then it'll then I'll reveal that it's Charles. But some writers, you know, they like to put like Charles off screen, you know, because technically, a, oh, you know what? That's a shooting script. Yeah, that's a style choice. That's like if if you're trying to show someone you're a good writer, storyteller, definitely put male voice OS and then reveal that it's Charlie when the yeah. viewer would normally see that it's Charlie. But if it's a shooting script, right. shooting script, you don't want wardrobe be like male voice. Who's that? I gotta solve a puzzle. What the hell? <laughs> no more puzzles for wardrobe, guys. <laughs> exactly. They want to know it's Charlie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, there are parentheticals. Now, parentheticals uh, usually are in parentheses underneath 
the character name a little bit indented and they will do one of two things usually they will describe uh they will describe more action that the character may have that may be involved with their dialogue. For instance, a character could be angrily speaking and loosens their tie in the middle of a speech. You might put loosens tie in that parenthetical. Also, parentheticals will uh, help uh, with an intent or an emotion. Sometimes actors say that they hate to see parentheticals describing intent or emotions because they like to derive it from reading the script themselves. Mm -hmm. However, uh, sometimes people will put in, you know, angrily or wryly. In fact, they're often referred to parentheticals that describe emotion are often referred to as wryly's because I think that's the number one word that people have thrown into the script, wryly. Uh, <laughs> but again, you, the, you will. In fact, a lot of the stuff that I'm telling you, uh, some people will say absolutely never do them in scripts, and some people will say absolutely do this X, Y, and Z. But only true, I think, for shooting scripts. There are particular ways that people like information communicated to them. But if you're doing a spec script, if you're telling a good story and you're communicating that story well, it's really up to you. Like, don't listen to somebody who is hung up on, oh, you're using scene transitions in your in your script, your spec script. Don't ever do that, never. That's, that's not as important as telling a good story. If you're telling a good story that they want, they'll forgive your scene transitions, even if they don't want them later on. Uh, we have a question really quickly. Oh, okay, let's, uh, let's hook up that question. Is there a link to a book on writing a spec script? Or should we get into that for the second half? I'll tell you my absolute favorite book on writing a spec script. It is Lou Hunter's Screenwriting 434. Lou Hunter's Screenwriting 434 is a great book because it is based on his Screenwriting 434 class that he taught at the University of Southern California. And it is like a workbook. He basically mm -hmm. says, do this now, do this now. And he does the exercises and if you follow along by the end of the book you have a screenplay Ooh. i actually i actually uh used this book to write my very first screenplay and that spec script got me work so it's a great book and nobody was like you wrote this script wrong it was exactly right so lou hunter's screenwriting 434 that is my absolute recommendation and it is on amazon for about 14 bucks so i will be purchasing that today absolutely i have it on my kindle and i also have it in print just that's how i roll everybody kindle and print i have a book that i like um that helped me with some stuff the now have you ever seen the now right series of books they have um now write screenwriting i actually have that uh, I have not seen that book. It's, it's really cool. It's the same kind of thing. It's like a lot of different exercises that help you uh, write your script. So a shooting script will have, for instance, camera angles sometimes. Uh, if you're writing for yourself especially, you're going to put camera angles in. But if you're passing a script off to a director, the director may want to put camera angles and any sort of instructions that might relate to the camera 
in themselves, but sometimes people do camera angles within shooting scripts. Uh, sometimes shooting scripts include transitions. Some people, some people reserve transitions only for shooting scripts, but sometimes uh, people will use transitions in spec scripts. A lot of spec scripts start with fade in, and uh, sometimes they end with final fade out. Not 100% necessary, but, but often in a shooting script, they will delineate what the camera is supposed to be doing or what is supposed to actually appear on screen so they can give as much information about it to the cast. Like a shooting script, uh, for instance, like a script where you are, a spec script might say, spec, spec script might say, montage, Matilda gets ready. A shooting script would say, montage, Matilda gets ready. Matilda pulls on her pants. Wardrobe knows that we're going to get pants. She looks in the mirror. Props knows there's a mirror. Shooting script will have all the description of everything that needs to be in the movie physically so people can see it. So that and and things that people not necessarily will handle physically, but so that the entire uh, crew and the different departments will know what they can do because they do what's called a breakdown on a script. Uh, and uh, then that is it for the shooting scripts. Let's just talk about stylized scripts. Some scripts are written in what I call a jazzy style. Okay. Ooh, I write in a jazzy style. That's yeah. a, meaning, meaning the personality of the writer shines through the script. You can definitely find that in any Tarantino script. Uh, some scripts are more bland, but the way to figure out like how you are, how you want to, some scripts are more technical, I would say, not more bland. They're more technical in that they try to just communicate information. Uh, like an action might be written with only the information about what happens, but, so, but a script that is jazzy might write action with an opinion about what's happening as well. Gotcha. So that was one. Oh. Go ahead. A more narrative almost kind of sort of yeah it's like a little bit narrative too it is it, it it makes it more fun for the reader often and also creates a personality or gives the script a personality okay. if i were you i would look at scripts of movies that you absolutely love and mm -hmm. see what those scripts look like I because mean. That will give you an idea about how to communicate the same feelings, like the especially especially scripts of your favorite moments. Like if you mm -hmm. got a favorite moment from a film, look and see how that was. Look look and see you how know, much of that was on the page. You know, I did this recently. I went and looked up Mr. Bean scripts. I wanted oh, yeah? to. Know, I wanted to know what those scripts were like, and I tell you what, it was really fascinating because it is all physical comedy. Mm -hmm. It was written out kind of like a cartoon, uh, kind of like a, a, it was a film script written like a cartoon storyboard, you know, cartoon mm -hmm. just like outlines. And then it was so great because it was so funny. I was still laughing because I could imagine it so easily. And there was none of Rowan Atkinson's noises in it. He added all those noises. Rowan did <laughs> half the script, you know? Um but yeah, That's but really it, it, I highly recommend that. It's like you can just Google, 
just about any script out there and go see it. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm extremely interested in visual scripting now. For instance, mm -hmm. like the most recent Mad Max movie, there was mm -hmm. no screenplay. It was all uh, storyboards. And that's actually how a lot of people do, especially very visual stories. I wouldn't be surprised if the Coen brothers are like way more storyboard than script oriented. I mean, I definitely I mean, definitely they have a script, but uh, it's those movies are so tight visually that yeah. I'm sure that the storyboard is paramount. Yeah, I'll say I was like in a development deal with um, this uh, A-lister celebrity-owned production company. And when I pitched them the idea for the film, they immediately said, let's get a storyboard artist in here. And we got the guy who did a uh, Lego movie. And I was, this movie ended up not being made, but I loved that they were ready to collaborate like that because they understood the game. They were like, even if you have a great script, we're going to be communicating a visual world, you know, that we're putting out there. So... Um, so as far as format goes, uh, there are a lot of formatting tips that people, you, I mean, you will never have to measure out exactly how many inches from the left margin a character's name should be. Here's what you will do instead. First of all, uh, you can use the free software called Celtics, C-E-L-T-X, absolutely free you can write a screenplay. If you're using Google Docs, just Google uh, screen screen format or screenplay format template for Google Docs. There mm -hmm. are 30 absolutely free that can turn Google Docs into a screenplay formatting uh, formatting machine. Uh, then they've already done they've already done the two and a half inches from the left margin is where character names begin. They've already figured all that out for you. I personally use fade in software. I like fade in software because you pay one price and you can install it on three or four of your machines and it's one price forever. It's not a subscription price. Uh, fade in, highly recommend. I used to use final draft, but now I use fade in. Is what it is, final draft, too bad. <laughs> And it's great to note that it's collaborative with Final Draft. You can uh -huh. put scripts in and out of that. You can all, you know, it's it's so uh, easy. I've used it on TV shows. I've had showrunners be like, we're all using Final uh, Fade In because Fade In also has amazing customer service. Anytime you have a problem, they'll help you out. They're great. And Fade they're In is great. You That's can write... You can share writing duties and both write in the same script and fade in. And she's right. It does read all of final draft we're files. We're not it's even great. getting paid by them. And we love No, them. not a penny. Not That's only how good their product is. Yeah. Fade in is great. Ladies and gentlemen, we've reached the end of the how to format a screenplay episode. I hope you got your questions answered. If you don't, if you didn't, throw them in the comments right now because we're about to wind up this part and move on to the ins and outs of spec scripting with Drea Bolt. Please look us up at artsacademypodcast.com and altartsacademy.com for the New York Alt Arts Academy. We'll teach you as much as we can about the entertainment and arts. Please visit altartsacademy.com. Thank you. 
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.